0: this week's failed critics podcast i'm steve norman like he always does owen hughes joins me hello uh, this week we're joined by brian plank good morning and wiki shuffles chris wallace oh hello.
1: Hello. hello chris welcome first time without the rest of your uh gang troop
0: yeah the, the the troop has gone today
1: yep. it's
2: just me you can finally the one be with the least film knowledge yes you can try <laughs>
1: You'll fit in then. Okay. The,
0: the one the one podcast that I did without Owen, which was the Star Wars podcast, I re- I came into my own. So you maybe did, really? maybe this maybe this is what will happen to you here. You'll be free let the shackles loose and
2: and I do think of yeah. them as shackles. So
0: <laughs> Yeah. I get that impression when
1: I listen. <laughs> and Brian, you're back after this was oh, supposed oh. to be our Deadpool podcast that you were gonna be on.
3: Yeah, I did want to do the Dad's Army one, and Deadpool's a bonus. It's a bit of a tonal shift, yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you actually wanted to see Dad's Army. That was specifically the reason you came on this podcast?
3: I thought, at the very, very least, Dad's Army is going to be an interesting thing.
1: Ah, well, before you tell us whether it was or wasn't, we will keep that for our main release review. What else have we got on main releases, Steve? Well, this
0: week on uh, main. Releases, um, <laughs> it's not Deadpool, no, I can tell you that no. much because that originally
1: I... was going to be out like Friday, just gone. That was the point of like that was going to be the big release, and then they bumped it a week, which is uh, yeah, it was uh, Valentine's Day, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah.
0: If, seen, if we've seen the poster that they've done to make it look like yep. a Ryan Reynolds chick flick,
2: yeah, <laughs> I've done some pretty good like,
0: marketing
1: for mm. that. They really have fun. actually. I enjoyed really the uh, Man United one, the video with the Man United players and Deadpool taking a penalty. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. They did an Australia Day thing as well. Hmm. Just any chance that they can get. Um, I think it's quite good. Yeah, I hope the film is
1: is good as well. So well, it, I, it looks like it'll be quite fun.
3: Yeah, I hope it'll be. I hope that yeah. when I go see it, that I'm behind the couple that have gone to see it based on the the rom com posters. <laughs> Long last. Before they walk
0: see, out, see how, see how he managed to trick her into, oh, do you want to go and see this new Ryan Reynolds romantic <laughs> film about him doing anything he can to keep his loved one safe? And yeah,
3: she'll mm. fall for it. Thanks until she. Three men in the head with one bullet. It'll be great. <laughs> anyway, yes, new
0: releases uh, Dad's Army, Trumbo, Point Break, uh, and I think, Owen, as well, Zoolander 2, you've seen a preview of.
1: I, I went to see a preview of Zoolander 2 and Triple Nine. So I'll talk about it those on this, this pod as well.
0: Um, and as always, we've got what we've been watching and the other bits and pieces as well. But a quiz now where if Owen wins, he can make me watch something terrible. Oh,
1: yes. Well, it is it is quite a horrible film I've got lined up for you. Mm. Um, mm, it's Okay, so the quiz this week, um, because... There was a little bit of controversy about Deadpool, whether that was going to be a 15-rated film or an 18-rated film. Turns out it's going to be a 15-rated film. So the quiz is along a similar line. I've got a question for you, Steve, and then I've got a question for you, Brian and Chris, who'll be working together. And it's basically, you have to tell me which of the following three films is not rated 18. So I'll give you three films each, two of them rated 18, one of them not. Okay, is that clear? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep, got it. Cool. Steve, you can go first, as right. I always make you go first. Do you want to go first or do you want to go second for a change?
0: I am going to go first and put the pressure on them.
1: <laughs> You're going to put the pressure on? Okay. Mm. Right. Okay, so which of these is not rated 18? Is it The Shining? Is it The Wild Bunch? Or is it Saving Private Ryan?
0: Saving Private Ryan's pretty graphic. He's got arms off and everything, isn't it? There's the guy in Normandy where he, like his arm gets blown up and he picks it up again. That's quite graphic. And
2: um, he tries to put his guts back in. That was pretty graphic. <laughs> that was yeah. also pretty
1: gruesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, and there's some cows that have been blown to pieces as well in one bit. Uh, I'm going to go save in Private Ryan.
1: As not an eighteen.
0: Oh, not an eighteen. Um, no, I'll go the middle one then. Not an eighteen. Do you want me
1: to tell you which three they were? (laughs) There's The Shining, The Wild Bunch, or Saving Private Ryan. Only one of those is not rated 18.
0: I reckon The Wild Bunch is not rated 18.
1: It's Saving Private Ryan, which is a 15. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. I I would have thought it would be an 18 as well, but there you go. The peril
0: peril is more than mild in Saving Private (laughs) Ryan. (laughs) <laughs> Just a bit. It's it's, it's World War Two, lots of peril. That's mostly what happens.
1: It's all peril, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, Brian, Chris, mm-hmm. yep. which of the following three is not an eighteen? Is it Clerks? Is it Final Destination? Or is it Aliens? With an S.
2: I would reckon Final Destination because teenage of films. I, don't, I think, yeah, that's, that's my bet. What do you think?
3: Clerks will get it because drugs gets you an 18. Yeah, and Aliens, and I Clark's think, has got a got lot horror. In it. And, and Aliens is also, like, Aliens also came out 30-something years ago, so it was yeah. easier to get an 18 then. You've got so, to properly said... go somewhere to get one now.
4: Hmm. Final, okay, yeah,
3: final definition.
1: Final, final answer is Correct. Yes. yes, Point on the board. Right, That was,
0: e- that was easy, that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to you then, Steve. Yeah. American Pie, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, or Alien? On, on
0: the same reasoning as, as why Final Destination wasn't an 18, I'm going to say American Pie isn't an 18, because they would have been appealing to people younger than 18, in, in theory, in my brain.
1: It's sound logic, yeah. You're back in the game. That's the point? I, I think I think yeah. we've cracked it. I think we've
2: cracked the
3: the system. That's a, you mean that there's always going to be a team comedy in there, if it's not. Yeah. It's
1: not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, have maybe. The one okay.
3: As back to you then, Brian right and Chris.
1: Right mm-hmm. You've got the good, the bad, and the ugly. Die Hard, and Highlander.
2: Oh, Die Hard's, I'm pretty sure
3: that is an 18. Highlander's probably 18, because Full get decapitated in that.
4: Yeah.
3: Die Hard's not an 18 if you watch it again on um,
0: ITV or one of the ITV channels, because sometimes they dub out Yippee-ki-yay,
3: motherfucker, to like Yippee-ki-yay, motherflipper. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's
1: a weird
4: dodging.
3: <laughs> yeah, I watched yeah, Die Hard's Origins in America, and it was Yippee-ki-yay, I think Mr. Falcon. I watched Chasing Amy in, on American Network TV and a Kevin Smith film with no swear words in it Weird. doesn't really work hmm. the bit where Amy yeah. stands up at hockey game and goes, yes, yes I pumped him well, <laughs> No, I might as well not bother yippee ki so- Mother Hubbard
1: so what is your answer then? The good, the bad, and the ugly, Die Hard, or Highlander? I'm going to go... Well, I think the good, bad, and the ugly.
3: I'm thinking oh. that one too.
1: Yeah, let's go that. Okay. Is incorrect.
3: No. That is an
1: 18. Highlander is a 15. Oh. Yeah. Weird. So, Steve, you're tired going into the final question. Right. Okay. You've got The Godfather, Fight Club, and Ted.
0: Now, Ted's got to be a 15 based on the same reason American Pie Final Destination was. there be too many dickhead teenagers They want to go and watch Ted.
1: It's correct. You've taken a lead. 2-1. Sorry to all the dickhead
0: teenagers listening.
4: <laughs> well, they, um, they are, though. They you are. don't have to apologise.
3: Uh, trust Dick me. You're as well. Trust me out when they find out we're not doing Deadpool. Yeah, exactly. Doing Dad's Dude, that's fucking made army for teenagers.
4: Yeah.
0: Here's a podcast for your dad this week. Dad's army's
1: on.
0: <laughs> Grandad. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh Brian, Chris, this is your chance to take this to a tiebreaker. And there is a tiebreaker prepared, Steve, before you say anything. Uh is it Platoon, LA Confidential, or Dirty Harry? One of those is nice. not an eighteen. I think Dirty Harry.
3: Yeah, I could get... It's in my head that LA Confidential is an 18.
2: I, I, yeah, because I remember the DVD cover.
1: Uh, yeah. I would yeah. I, I guess Dirty Harry.
3: So if there's anything to go with...
1: Dirty Harry is incorrect. Oh, oh fuck. Uh, you lost. Steve won. Uh, it was Platoon. Platoon really? is a 15. Yep.
2: Uh, that, that was the one I was least expecting to be a 15.
0: How brutal do war films need to be <laughs> to be an 18? <laughs> no. Like, what needs to happen That's in a impressive. war film for it to be an 18? I need, mm-hmm. We need right. to find out what war films are 18 so we can kind of work out why they're 18 and, like, people putting guts back into their own belly isn't.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's Just basically, on... yeah, someone smokes a spliff, boom, 18. But
4: I don't know what yeah,
0: happens
2: 18? What was that? Sorry. What happens in LA Confidential that gives it that rating? I can't. That can't must be any. like
0: a. That must be like a combination of of things. Just
1: like sex yeah. and drugs. Sex. Yeah, drugs, just like and nice crime. Effing yeah. and Jeffing. <laughs> <F-ing and> Effing <laughs> Yeah, maybe is that, that just like Trump? The. the <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh. So basically, then Steve, you've won that, and it's now two all going into Ooh. next
0: week. Oh. Exciting, isn't it?
1: Tense. Yes.
0: Winner takes all. What am I going to make you watch if I win? Well,
1: I've told you what I've got down for you. It's a horrible film. Hmm. 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 Be
0: wary. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, on to the news, <laughs> and the Super Bowl happened, and as the Super Bowl happens, that means lots of movie trailers happened as well, or TV spots. So we had X Men Apocalypse. Captain America Civil War, Deadpool, the new Jason Bourne film, the two newest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film, and some others as well. Uh, What have we seen from that and what do we take from that um, other than X-Men looks rubbish?
1: That was one of the overriding um, feelings from watching all those trailers earlier today. The X-Men one just doesn't look good at all, does it? It's like a Power Rangers movie. Yeah, it really disappoints me because I really want it to
3: be good. Mm. The thing that strikes me about X-Men is when they rebooted and did First Class, they had, with Fast Spender and McAvoy, a good set of two like protagonists, antagonists, to hit off with. And in every film since then, they've put them further and further apart and added in more shit to get in the way of their central relationship. Mm-hmm. So, well, you could have done tons of things with like mutant rights in the 70s, in the 80s, but no, we'll just empty the toy box out onto the studio floor and <laughs> smash things about.
1: Well, that's what happened with X Men The Last Stand, wasn't it? They just decided, oh, we've got all these these characters, let's just throw all of the characters we know into one film, and it turned out to just be an incomprehensible mess.
3: But that's that, that, the, that theory... the only good thing about The Last Stand was that they referenced a shit YouTube joke about I'm the juggernaut bitch and put it in yes. an actual film. Mm. That's the only thing it's got going for it.
0: But throwing in yes. all the characters can work because we've seen that with the Avengers, uh, or the first one, and probably subsequent films they're going to make where you throwing everything at the wall. Some shit will stick eventually. But X-Men mm-hmm. don't seem to be pulling it off. We didn't really work with Age of Ultron, to... did we?
1: Well, no, no, but I don't
0: think that was—I don't think that was the problem with there being too many characters in it. I just think it was the problem with the script and
3: the plot. Yeah, there were bits that were cut out, but they weren't the right bits. Mm-hmm. I think there's forty minutes missing from the film.
1: The, yeah, there was a whole. Um... Oh no, it's, I'm thinking of Days of Future Past. They cut out a whole story from that, didn't they? Yeah, you, you yeah, can um, buy the DVD ca- to it back
3: into.
4: Them. No, I haven't.
2: <laughs> it's it's it is what it is. It's not that much better, but it's marginally better. But this it still suffers from the same problems that I think they're going to have with this one. The first mm-hmm. one, the well, first class anyway. I was it. Michael Vaughan that directed that. He was. It? was uh, yes. It? Yeah. yeah. And it was really good. And it was his sort of style. And that really got me pumped up for anything that they did next. And mm-hmm. then Days of Future Past came along, really let me down. And now this seems to be more of the same. And you know, Bender is very good, but he can only do so much.
3: Yeah, that's because true. Especially if he does if his shtick is, you know, Horseman of the Apocalypse. That I don't want Fastbender doing that. I want Fastbender doing Magneto. Yeah,
4: exactly.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But not if he's gonna be Which he a did so well. In Magneto. First class. Like, first class I would watch best... honestly, if you just spawn off Magneto for ninety minutes going around South America, turning up into the bars and saying I love here, hair vikators and then gutting people. I'd yeah. watch it, but I'm not on board for. I'd still watch it, but I wouldn't
1: enjoy it. <laughs> Reluctantly, maybe enjoy it ironically. No, no, just no. no. um, <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, the, the the
0: civil war trailer. Um, still looking like a, a pretty interesting film. Still no sign of Spider Man, which is good in my eyes because there's a lot of trailers are starting to re- a lot of films studios now are starting to cotton on to the fact that leave some stuff out of the trailers don't tell the whole story in the trailers, people will like it more
2: yeah well except Batman Batman seems to cut well, yeah. out yeah.
0: And, and, and the poster who yeah, will win you've already told us it's going to be a draw they team <laughs> yeah. up and fight bad guys so what is the point of the poster Who will win? (laughs) You told us. Neither of them.
3: The the thing with the Batman versus Superman marketing, it knows it's got nothing else going for it. And it really has to give them razzmatazz. I'm going to bet beforehand it's going to be a 100% clusterfuck based on things we've seen about it. It's like tipping out the toy box and seeing what sticks. Um,
2: I can't see any way that film can be good i just can't it's just too much there's too much stuff to they have still got characters that they haven't even said in the trailers that are quite big characters that they're gonna shoehorn into it mm. um it's, it's just I, I just can't see it working unless it's like six hours long which i don't i don't really want it to be no you know <laughs> so... wouldn't put it past them though
1: at the minute well, it's gonna These have films to be just getting you know? longer and longer don't they yeah um yeah okay so, uh, what else was on that list that we saw? Then uh, I'm going to turn to you again, Chris, for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: it was The Shadows. <laughs> what did um, you think
2: of that? It's, just, it's it's more turtles, isn't it? And it's just, it's just it gives me that little that little glimmer of thing. hope. Just <laughs> I just really liked them when I was little. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, but you know, which one was your like favourite? What turtle? Yeah, uh, Raphael. Obviously, Raphael.
0: He's on. A massive knobhead. <laughs>
2: well, I liked him. He was the biggest knobhead of the lot of them. Donatello, he was right. Michael no, Anderson. only
0: no one like lo- if you, in the playground when you're playing turtles, no one wanted to be Donatello. No, because he was just good at computers. You only got, <laughs> yeah. you only got, you only got to be him if you, if you bagsy, if everyone else you the other ones first.
2: Yeah, Leonardo, Raphael, yeah.
3: Michelangelo yeah, the
0: work... was the one with but, the but a- Leonardo's
3: PhD. just boring and earnest.
0: Yeah, He's yeah, but Donatello is just boring. <laughs> and he's got the worst. Donatello, wasn't...
2: <laughs> Donatello had it? a note. Yeah, he had a Donatello had a note, so he didn't have to do PE. Michelangelo <laughs> yeah. had ADHD. Leonardo had a bit of a high opinion of himself. So,
1: Raphael's all you left with. Why did they even use bandanas? That, that's it. That's all you needed. You could tell them <laughs> apart from that. <laughs> just carry that's around it. like a report card. That'll that's thing. all they you needed.
0: Could... <laughs> you could find Donatello's weapon like in a walk through the forest. Like it's just a twig. Speaks
1: Twig.
2: <laughs> yeah. His his family was really into rambling.
1: Yeah. yeah well, Michelangelo true. didn't even have weapons in England. The nunchucks have... were edited out. I'm sure I remember them. Nope. Teenage Mutant hero turtles didn't have nunchucks. Oh, well, yeah. They couldn't swords, be ninjas with swords. Swords are okay. Yeah. Yep. Wooden swords. Swords.
3: things. Oh. Yep. It's
1: Raphael's little forks. Whatever they are. Daggers.
3: They're daggers, weren't daggers were not they they are side daggers. There uh, you obviously. go. S.A.I.
1: Yep, they're okay, but nunchucks, nope, no. can't man. have those. So
0: they got they got Krang in this one, didn't they? That's,
2: yeah, that's the bit that stuck out to me. <laughs> I mean...
1: <laughs> but um, what the hell was that? Because he just like jumps at the screen. He didn't have a screen. He's just, the... he's just a pink he thing
2: that a... lives inside a man. I know it's <laughs> silly.
1: Yeah. It was like a re- it was like,
0: it was like a bit of a reverse Teletubby, wasn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly what he was.
2: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can not defend Casey, it. I can't Casey, say it's
0: gonna Casey be Casey Jones
2: is in it, isn't he? <laughs> Casey Jones. Casey
3: Jones yeah. is there. Yeah. Megan Fox is there. I feel like oh, I'm the friend, my, my
0: really friend. <laughs> Michael Bay's there, ruining my yeah, childhood still.
3: There's the the CGI doesn't look any better than the first trailer. No. Like B Bop sorted City. out their noses in, in action <laughs> look pumped Hmm
0: oh yeah, we've got Bebop and Rocksteady, haven't we?
1: It's basically everything they couldn't fit into the first film that they think will entice people to come back and watch the second yeah. one. First yeah. one's a bit
0: rubbish. It's... What can we get people yeah. back on board with? Everything.
1: <laughs> that,
0: that's everything.
2: pretty much it. Mm. They've, they've yeah. said to me, right, this first one, it wasn't it wasn't like your childhood, so what we're going to do is we're going to just just throw as many, many powerful <laughs> <Yeah. thousand laughs> memories at you, and yeah. it'll work on me. So. <laughs> yeah. Fair play yeah. to them. Carry on now. Just keep now. Watch the next trailer as
0: well. Yeah. it's just like jingling some keys in front of a child, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It
2: is. I, I'm like a cat. Yeah. I'm a distracted cat.
1: Okay. What about the Eddie the Eagle trailer? Who even knew that was going to be a film? I've
0: I, I do. I've heard about that for a while, and I think the trailer actually looks pretty good for that. It looks like a pretty fun, fun film.
1: A feel-good, uplifting sort of. Yeah, thing with Hugh Jackman being all smiley and nice. Yeah. yeah. Eddie the Eagle, the movie. <laughs>
3: Just. Is Hugh Jackman Eddie? No.
1: <laughs> oh, I think oh. he plays his coach or something.
3: Right, because is Hugh Jackman still absolutely massive? Because he got he looks... bigger and bigger and bigger as he's doing Wolverine. It he didn't. No, he well, did, he's he
1: wearing did... a lot of big padded coats in the trailer. Right. <laughs> so it's hard to tell. Um, yeah, I didn't even know that was being made into a film. Deadpool, of course, we were talking about earlier the, the TV spot for Deadpool. It was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, Very superbowlly.
0: Yeah, I, I know the, the marketing's the, the... been good for Deadpool, and it's only out next week, so there isn't too much longer left. But you kind of are. We are a bit at risk of being, I think, oversaturated with Deadpool stuff. They it's... are
2: touching <laughs> like this. Yeah. Is either genius or. The beginnings of a mistake. If they it's get a, relentless. stop it's... now, yeah, they have to stop now. Um, and then
3: the film yeah, each, has to come out. Each ad they do has a new joke, and each new joke is actually quite good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: If for a Super Bowl ad where it says, "I always wanted to be a professional athlete because I wanted to have children in lots of different cities," yeah, that's quite funny.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah. And it's um... not the same old joke that you've seen several times before. Like that guy was dead when I got here. <laughs>
1: Okay, Cloverfield. I know you're a fan of that, uh, Steve. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Did you see yes. the trailer for that one?
3: Yeah,
0: it looks interesting, doesn't it? I mean, I don't know how it's going to fit in with the original Cloverfield and that whole uh, universe, if you want to use a kind of term that films use now when they're trying to build a universe. but
1: Yeah.
0: yeah it looks I, a bit I, that,
1: like Room crossed with uh, War of the Worlds. Just yeah, know it, it, it looks... Just a woman stuck in some crazy guy's apartment.
0: It it looks interesting. I mean, I'll certainly go and see it. Um, But yeah, I can't really give too much of an opinion on it, I don't think, at the minute. Um, Mm. And then we also had the the next Bourne films trailer, TV spot, whatever, which means Bourne is back. Uh, It's not Jeremy Renner in Bourne, because that didn't make any sense.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Matt Damon was busy that weekend, so they got Jeremy Renner in for a film. But yeah, yeah.
3: Jason's Just back. For, big punches. For anyone that hasn't watched *The Born Legacy*, watch it only because the plot is: unless Jeremy Redditor gets his medication, he becomes functionally retarded, and that's the plot of it.
4: <laughs> yeah, <Genuinely>. that's
3: it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited uh, for the *Newborn* film.
2: Yeah, I'll t- I'll watch it. I mean, I. I've- not got any problem with any of the Bourne films it's the similar sort of thing I've got with like Mission Impossible now where it's they're not they're just they're just Mission Impossible they're always fun (laughs) so I'll watch it Mm. okay yeah I'm quite looking forward to it and that trailer showed me all the things I liked about Jason
1: Bourne so yeah so far so good and apparently Alicia Vikander's in it as well that's her voice that you hear in the film in the trailer sorry Supposedly, uh, in uh, Independence Day Resurgence was another trailer. I in kind cage. of like that. I kind of <laughs> like the look of it though.
0: Oh, I kind okay. of watch it and think if only Big Willie Star was back in this, I'd be completely sold on it.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, if, if it felt like that, that <coughs> same sort of you know feeling you get when you saw the first Independence Day and that sort of
0: I only want Will Smith to do two kinds of films and that stuff like Men in Black. And then big like, actions. I don't want to try and win Oscars. I don't want them to do rom-coms. I just want them to do really big, silly action films. Like, like uh, Bad Boys and Independence boys. Day. And, and, like, and like Men in Black kind of films. And that's it. I Don't, don't stop trying to, to win an Oscar. Where does, where does Suicide Squad fit on that list? Good or bad? Uh, I, I think it's going to be bad.
1: It's one of the most anticipated comic book movies this year, apparently.
3: Yeah, but the trailer, the trailer, everyone I knew went wild for the trailer. and I went, looks all right, maybe.
4: Mm. I don't
3: the think trailer, it's interesting interesting
4: it, yeah.
3: yeah. It, it, it it's going to have. Two ways.
2: It really can go, it's going to be a complete bomb, or it's going to do a Guardians of the Galaxy thing. And the, fa- it, the thing that worries me about it is the tone of the two trailers that have came out, the two big ones, completely different. And mm, it's gonna
0: it's gonna have what says, I always like to see in a yep. film, which is which is a, a getting the gang together montage. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and I I love a getting the gang together montage.
2: Slow motion walk.
0: Yep. Oh, definitely. Two
2: yeah, definitely. Chewing gum. Yeah.
0: Throwing something someone throwing something away that they don't need anymore in slow motion.
3: Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> or, or putting their coat yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Just well, we're getting dressed. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You know how the the stories came out like last year about how crazy Jared Leto was, about putting lights, camera, insanity on the cameras. I thought yeah. that was a piss take story.
0: No, but it's not, is it?
3: People are actually saying that they're scared of him because of stuff like that.
0: I think the director have to turn it, the chill the fuck out a bit and just like
3: calm down, stop being weird. Well, he's not. Be- he's being like a fifteen year old kid's idea of weird. Yeah, but it's, it's just like, like look. Look what happened to the last guy. Jared Leto's Joker Joker is the sort of kid who's got his Bebo space is it's all black and it's got purple and white font on it, and it plays like Marilyn Manson or something, and it says "mind." That's the feeling I get from that one. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I agree, and I don't think that's something I'm looking forward to either. But I don't know what else they could do with it because they couldn't just do a repeat of what
3: Nolan did without getting so slayed, the tattoo damaged on his skull that <laughs> yeah that's reason. pretty bad
1: <laughs> alright and just to quickly wrap up with the last three that I think the last three anyway that are on the list uh, The Secret Life of Pets the new film by Illumination Studios people who made Despicable Me looks like Despicable Me or Minions mm. to me yeah nothing basically, particularly special basically, no um, we've got another Tim Burton film, which yeah. is uh, Alice Through the Looking Glass with Johnny Depp. Of course it is, make-up. yeah. Yeah, Eleanor, uh, I Bonham think... Carter's in it as yeah. well. Has everybody yeah. really sort of agreed
2: now that Johnny Depp, he's not, he's not that good now? He's... And if he's actually ever, ever been that good. I mean, you think of all the films what... that he's been in, he's been good in some stuff, wo- but in terms of the amount of things he's been in, isn't yes, his it,
0: it ratio is that I... it, No, machine black like mass? No, his yeah. oh. shit to hit ratio is, is more in favour of shit at the minute.
1: Yeah, there's that's, that new. That's a scale made advert. up. There's that new perfume advert And in, and I, first I thought it was a spoof. I thought I was watching a spoof of something, and no, it was genuinely like Tim, uh, it, not Tim Burton. It was Johnny Depp esque. Like him looking all handsome and smug, and it just—it's just fucking ridiculous. Um, it's good the other in the
0: trailer,
1: fast show though, it was good in the fast show, yeah. Uh, and final trailer that I've got then on my list is for the Jungle Book, which I actually thought looked pretty good. That, I thought the trailer I, for that looked quite interesting.
0: That looks like it could be good. Hmm. That
1: looks. Yeah. That, yeah. It's it's like
0: like great interesting. people doing the voices. It looks good. Mm. I,
2: and it was, the, I think it was the longest um, spot. It was very
1: long. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: But yeah.
0: the first, the first trailer I saw for that looked pretty good. The, you know. Hmm.
2: Anything with Idris Elba, I'm, I'm on board with.
0: Yeah, I watched *Beasts of No Nations again at the weekend, and it was, it's still as good as the first time I watched it.
3: Yeah. Who's he doing the voice of? Shia Um mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Because I've, you know, the, the new Star Trek trailer. I've watched it and then gone back again. Just to listen to, it. like he growls one line in it and it. He properly growls it. <laughs> and so it's very I don't cool.
2: know. He's yeah. He's so good. I,
3: how how low in his body does his voice come from? It must come like he's straight up from his high. toes and just <laughs> build <filled> up power.
0: <laughs> um, should we move on to the only other really bit of news we've got this from this week, which is. Um, Netflix, etc., have have gone all the way to block the likes of Unblock US from um, allowing you to watch any region um, of Netflix from, from whichever region you're in, which... Um,
1: yeah, they're stepping up there, sort of attempts to block people from doing that. Um, yeah. what, PayPal have indicated that services like Unblock US and uno Tele and all the rest of them that uh they're not allowed to provide services that enable open and unrestricted internet access direct quote Mm. yeah so their paypal have severed ties with them um which is causing as you might imagine a huge amount of people to sort of step back and say well i'm not putting my credit card details or my debit card details on a website like that so
0: yeah
1: that's it people are going to miss out and netflix in the long term will probably miss out as well because a lot of people will unsubscribe if they can't get access to the I mean I can't
0: I can't see why Netflix um, are trying to block it because you need a Netflix subscription before you can get unblock US etc and unlock all the different regions so you still but Netflix don't offer it as an add on so I've, so Netflix can't get any more money off me than my monthly subscription at the moment by offering this extra service so they're still getting paid By a person, what they would get paid, regardless.
1: Well, it's it's extremely complicated, isn't it, to distribute films internationally. Because there'll be yeah, all kinds of yeah. different cinema releases, and when films come out on DVD, and all yeah. the different things that the film, the people who actually make the films are trying to protect. And it's you know it, perhaps that's a very archaic practice that they've got now, and they are the ones who need to adapt to the idea that people mm. in the UK will want to watch stuff when it's released in the US, and they will have the means to do it illegally or legally. Um,
3: it, yeah, it's, it's, it's not I about suppose... getting money from subscribers; it's about getting deals with companies yeah. and, and being able to actually say we're giving you money for this and this is a service that you get you won't have people getting the way around it
4: mm-hmm.
2: and I think there'll be a big thing with um, the TV side of it as well because I imagine Netflix is rubbing people up the lo- the, the wrong way, people like HBO and
4: yes. AMC um, NBC so they're quite they're recently gonna well. be,
2: yeah, they're not going to be willing to play ball with Netflix over anything if they're producing all this original content Um and The Walking Dead, for instance. I think that is on American Netflix, but it's not on our Netflix. So mm-hmm. you know what? If, if I was a studio head at AMC, I wouldn't be doing anything to make it any easier for Netflix because um, they're potentially damaging mm-hmm. my franchises. I would think, anyway.
1: Yeah, no, it's a good point. It's a very good point. And, uh, yeah, you know, the, there is also the competition between them. But I think the the timing of this is it's okay because Netflix are able now to produce this like huge catalog of shows that they're producing original films, original TV shows, well not TV are they, but original programs, um, that are winning awards. So they're like, they're competitor in their own right these days. Um,
2: yeah.
1: And so, you know, I, I reckon that they've, that this is happening now, just like recently they've won the, a load of the, um, Ah, well, fuck, it's on the tip of my tongue The Golden Globes like, A few yeah. of their shows and actors picked up awards there um, So you know they, They're probably saying as a, Maybe as a bit of PR For the film studios To say look we are trying to do something about this um, But you know PayPal is sort of third party It's not part of Netflix And so them taking action like this might also I, I mean imagine if you If you dug a bit deeper you might find connections Between all of these different companies or the, who owns them um I and it might make a bit 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 more sense that way but on the surface it looks like there's a bit of collaboration going on and netflix are maybe pushing paypal maybe paypal are saying to netflix we're getting pushed by someone else so we're gonna block you know you don't yeah i guess you don't know until it's it's properly been investigated but um yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to cancel my Netflix. I will probably cancel my Uno Tele subscription if I can't get access to all the regions. But at the minute, I'm happy with the original content they're producing. I think it's worth the money, more so than Sky anyway.
2: Yeah, and that's the other problem that happened. Um Game of Thrones is the massive one, and that's never going to be on Netflix, is it?
1: No, H- no that'll, HBO things will be.
2: That'll rub a few people up the wrong way. Um, mm. I imagine it is all connected in some way. It's just the top people don't necessarily want to be friendly with Netflix. That's what yeah. I Basically, yeah.
0: So in this part of the podcast, it's what you've been watching, where we take a look at what we've seen over the last week or so, but not necessarily a uh, new release so, um, why don't you start us off with this bit?
1: Um, okay, so I went to see um, a film in the cinema. It was a secret screening, and that turned out to be a film starring Woody Harrelson, which is interesting, because a couple of days before that, I also watched a Woody Harrelson film called Natural Born Killers from 1994. And whilst watching it, I thought, hmm... I'm not sure, you know, if I actually even like Woody Harrelson. And then during the film I saw at the cinema, it was confirmed. I just thought I just don't like him as an actor. I haven't enjoyed any of his performances outside of maybe Zombieland um, when he was playing more, you know, comedic role. I know he made his his name through Cheers, but I never watched Cheers. Um, And also, yeah, I don't know. I just don't seem to like him. I didn't like him in True Detective, It just seems to be rubbing me up the wrong way. It's the same kind of uh, arrogant, obnoxious character that he plays in everything. And I'm starting to think that maybe it's not so much a performance as just Woody Harrelson. Um, But yeah, Natural Born Killers is directed by Oliver Stone. Um, I think it was written, or the story was written by Quentin Tarantino. uh, About two friends, boyfriend, girlfriend maybe yeah bit, bit of a weird relationship they've got going on who are serial killers and they go on a road trip that's essentially the story of natural born killers it was really it was very 90s very early to mid 90s thought itself very cool and was yeah just a bit self-aware kind of a bit meta in places Mostly, it was just a bit boring and tedious, and I just didn't enjoy it. And again, I think mainly what was happening was that I was thinking so much about how little I enjoyed Woody Harrelson that it affected the rest of the film. Um, But, I mean, am I alone? Do you guys actually like Woody Harrelson, or is it just me? I like Zombieland. I like him. I like Zombieland a lot. Yeah, Zombieland's good. It's good fun. Um, and that's and I see where he's coming from. Yeah, he
2: does, he fits right into that. But Woody Harrison, his character, whether he or not he is playing the character or not, yeah. he just fits into that world really well. But then, he's on you see him
4: persona,
0: in, yeah. yeah, like the Hunger Games and stuff.
4: Mm. Really I thought he
0: was one of the better things about the Hunger Games series because that was just, I didn't like the film. So, um, I thought he's great in, well, not great, but good in True Detective. Um,
1: See, I didn't. I didn't like him in True Detective
4: at all.
0: I mean, I I love Cheers, and I think he's good in Cheers as well. Um, I think it was about two years ago. I went, I watched all of the Cheers, then went straight into Frasier, and obviously he's only in really in Cheers, but he's he's very good in that. Um, yeah, there's plenty of films that I like him in. I wouldn't say I dislike him by any
3: means. Mm, I
4: think maybe the it's just only me thing
3: then. I've seen him in recently was. Was it Now You See Me, the magician heist film? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, he was in that.
3: And he was all right. But A lot of folk in that were there to be obnoxious, I think. I mm-hmm. hope, as they were. And he was obnoxious in that.
1: Oh, i tell you what I did see him in and thought he was okay, was Out of the Furnace. But again, he was playing the same kind of character. This just kind of horrible, smarmy bastard. And I don't know, even when he's playing characters you're meant to kind of like, I still kind of dislike them because of Woody Harrelson. And it feels weird because it's like a, not a very popular opinion. I'm aware that lots of people really love Woody Harrelson. And particularly, I mean, I, I did mention it with True Detective. People really liked that show, and I thought it was okay. But again, the the performances in it, I thought they were horrendously like overacting in that film, really over the top stuff, and it just basically seemed like an excuse for Woody Harrelson to just buff different women in each episode. Buff, <laughs> yeah.
2: Although I have just remembered Kingpin, which is one of my favorite films. Oh, okay, he was, he was good in that. <laughs> but yeah, he was he was a bit of a dickhead, but um. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I ca I I, I would not say that I disliked him. I would I would say though that he does play a lot of similar roles. And he's not a very sympathetic no. character in anything that he's in. But um in Zombie Kingpin, true detective to a certain extent, um it worked for me. I think.
1: Yeah, fair enough then. I mean it could just be be me, but yeah. Anyway, so i um, yeah, basically Na- Natural Born Killers was a bit of a let down and but it did sort of confirm an opinion of mine that I just don't really like Woody Harrelson.
0: Okay, well, there's a couple of um, things I've seen this week being watching the new X-Files series of the not reboot the um well, latest oh. series some time after it was cancelled and I've liked it, but not loved it. Um, I don't think it's a patch so far on the, the, you know, original run, but it's still good. I always preferred the, the, what they call the monster of the week X-Files mm. episodes more than perhaps more than the overarching um, conspiracy they had on there of the, the alien um, infiltration abduction hybrid takeover story arc which which was both good and bad in parts, but it was always the mantra of the weak ones, with the best ones, where they were just going to investigate something properly
3: weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, they had home some... again yet? Sorry, It's Home Again been out? The sequel to Home. Um, I'm not sure.
2: It's only had three episodes so far, hasn't it?
3: Yes. Yeah. Six. I've not watched it, but if I did, that's the one I would watch.
2: That was, no yeah, time. I remember that
3: one. That was one of the
2: one of their best ones, actually. Um, I've watched it as well. I, I I think it's it's. I don't know if it's good yet because every episode that I've seen of the new ones, they've all been really different. The first one I really didn't <laughs> yeah. like. Um, it didn't it didn't feel right at all. I, I quite like Gillian the first Anderson. one. as a kind
0: of welcome back to the X Files. See, I,
2: I, that's what I didn't like about it because it, it didn't feel like it was a welcome back where I was welcome. Um, but the, the second one and the third one, I think it's, it's definitely gone in the right direction where it seems to be more about yeah. the cases and stuff. I do like that. Yeah, the so, third one is, so the, is wacky, but um, it's good.
0: Maybe because they're doing six, aren't they, for this this series. And maybe if it goes well, they'll come back with a longer one. I don't know. Longer season.
1: Hmm. Um, but it, it's It started again this week on Monday. In the UK, but it's already yeah. shown quite a few episodes in the US, so a lot of yeah. people have already watched it, which is Channel 5 all over, isn't it? Just terrible yeah. marketing and delaying the, the showing it's of stuff. British
2: TV all over. I can't. They just can't do it. That's why mm. Netflix has filled a the gap. Um, like they're filling it fast, because uh, I can't even think the, the amount of programs that have been critically acclaimed in the US that we just don't know what to do with. Breaking Bad, they dealt with that
1: it's terribly. The, that was the prime example, wasn't it?
2: Yeah.
1: Five USA, I think they put it on for season yeah. two, and then they put an episode on every day at midnight with no <laughs> marketing. They, over the course of about two or three weeks. So I missed it. I was absolutely gutted about it.
3: Mm. Was it season um, two just wasn't shown at all in the UK, of Breaking Bad?
1: No, it was, but it was shown one episode a night over a course of about three right. weeks at midnight.
3: And then, yeah.
0: And then the last series went straight to Netflix. Yeah. Um, and you could binge watch it, and it was brilliant. Um, could
4: get yep. to
0: it. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that that helped. Uh, the other mm. thing I have watched this week was got home from work um, today before the podcast, and thought, "What can I watch?" I went through Netflix. I needed a film that was less than two hours. I found one. It was uh, Left Behind in Nicolas Cage film, <laughs> and I thought can he have made a film worse than Knowing? I don't think he has with Left Behind, and Left Behind is a film where he's a pilot, he's also a naughty man, he's cheating on his wife and then God happens, and all the good people in the world get taken up to heaven, and all the bad people are left behind um, and he has to try and land at a plane in difficult circumstances, much like he did in Con Air, but the situation is slightly different. Um yes yeah, it's, it's a film like when nothing happens like you've got this you've got the plot like they never it never really gets answered to why this has happened. you never get into the aftermath of it properly like the first half of the film is just like introducing you to the characters, and all you need to know is there's Nicolas cage he's he's uh cheating on his wife so he's a bad man there's uh his wife. Who believes in God and is a very good woman? That's her. There's the daughter who seems to be alright, but she doesn't believe in God. She's she's very atheist and very vocal about it. There's some other guy who gambles. There's some woman who's not very nice. There's some guy who's a bit of a dickhead. There's somebody else who's alright and they'll probably get saved. That's all you need, but it spends like half the film introducing to him, then half a film of him trying to land the plane. It doesn't really get into the concept of left you- behind.
3: <laughs> you know that, that they didn't plan to have it as one film, almost certainly not. No, been by like the end, by,
0: no, by the ending it does look like they're trying to tee up a sequel and even the even the extras in it can. Nah. Nah, I can't be bothered. There must be something else I could be an extra in.
3: Is it not based on a series of books or TV or something? I must I'm admit, sure I'm original I've, film. I've,
0: I've, I've not bothered researching this film that much. And I like Nicholas Cage. Everyone every, every it is based on a novel just looking at the Wikipedia page. Um everybody likes Nicolas Cage, but he's as we kind of mentioned with Johnny Depp lately, kind of having more on his shit
3: list than his hit list. Um He he only gets the very west, the very best and the very worst projects. He doesn't do anything <laughs> mediocre. No, there's no middle ground. <laughs> um
2: have you seen the Wicker Man?
4: Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> which is it's come to be one of my favourite worst films because it's so <laughs> bad. I've watched it like two or three times now because there's something about Nicolas Cage in it that just keeps bringing me back. I think it's his weird, his weird eyebrows.
1: I do think it's his weird eyebrows.
0: <laughs> you might be onto something there.
1: I did like him in um, Bad Lieutenant, the remake of Bad Lieutenant. It's not often that remakes of films are much better than the originals. But there's a few examples. The thing we talked about last week on the Corridor of Praise, John Carpenter episode, that's obviously a, a good remake. But the Bad Lieutenant remake with Nick Cage, directed by Werner Herzog, is just is a much better film than the original, much better. And he gets to be properly off his face crazy in that Nick Cage. It's I one want of his favorite type of Nicolas Cage. Yeah, everyone's favorite.
0: I want a National Treasure three.
1: <laughs> and I, might I, yeah, I, would, really I wouldn't
0: like mind this. it. I wouldn't mind one of I, them because I, I like. Treasure I 3. like. I like them as fun family adventure films. They're good. Right, if that if that type of film, they're good.
2: And I quite yeah,
0: enjoy
2: I quite, enjoy, like I quite a, enjoy them. A low, not low yeah, just a bit less Indiana Jones, but they're going for that yeah. sort of thing. And it's, it's a it's bit of a caper,
0: right. isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. Do, was do it another one of them. <laughs>
2: Someone stole the Declaration of Independence.
0: No, <laughs> oh, was, yeah. yeah, yeah, because it had a map <laughs> and a map on the back of it to something.
3: Yeah, I but I to it. I now. Had no one noticed before.
0: Yeah. Sean, and Sean Bean was the bad guy and, and he <laughs> might have died. I can't remember. He probably did. It's Sean Bean. He, he died. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's just like silly fun, isn't it? A bit of conspiracy in there. Yeah. Oh, there's a there's a map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. Good, fine. I'll go along <laughs> with that. Uh, no, man, a I can't it I can the... believe it.
2: <laughs> if it was the first one or the second one, where he does this weird British accent and he slides down some stairs. It was it was awful, but it was it was Nicholas it was Nicolas Cage awful, which means it was good. Yep. Yeah.
1: it's a different kind of awful. It's a yeah. an, okay. It's an acceptable awful. Yeah.
0: But left left behind is not an acceptable awful. But I'd rather watch left behind again than knowing. Because <laughs> knowing is just a fucking mess.
1: It's terrible.
0: It is from. It's just stupid. And I've just said about a film. National treasure. where there's a bit of conspiracy, I like that. There's a bit of conspiracy in knowing,
3: but it's just dumb. Yep. It's just. You said knowing. My head went knowing me, knowing you, and now Uh it's Nick Cage doing Alan Partridge. Yep. Nick Cage doing Alpha Papa. That
4: would be amazing.
3: (laughs) That would certainly be different. I
0: was Um, just wondering where you get your (laughs) clobber.
3: Um yeah Brian, what have you seen this week? I watched Slapshot. It's a nineteen seventy seven sports film. It they started to make it the documentary about some shit third rate ice hockey team in a shit third rate town and then someone said, Well I'd just make it a comedy instead But it's a seventies comedy, which means that a lot of the jokes are kind of dated. Or they're not they're not we class as funny anymore, like it's Paul Newman and Paul Newman's very good in it, but you get jokes like your wife sucks pussy that that that's just a joke That there's, the there's joke. nothing um. else to it, it It's funny because she's a dyke, lol um and the the whole point is that his last season and the team's about to fold, and he gets this this bunch of well you seventy terms they're developed they kids uh, who've got a big national health glasses and they can't play hockey for shit, but they just fight and they beat fuck out of everyone. And he says, okay, we're just going to go beat the fuck out of everyone in hockey. And again, I think that's where the humor comes from because they punch people. And the star player says, I didn't sign up to beat fuck out of people. And then it's all a big, isn't
1: that, just... isn't that what hockey is? I mean, I've not watched many games. That seems to be the rules.
3: I think it's even more so in slap shot. Um, <laughs> But it's it's a film that is it's got like a huge rating on IMDb. It's like seven point five out of ten. Um, Loads of ice hockey players love it. The these fighting retard[s] the, the Hansen brothers, they're played by actual ice hockey players, and they're also the basis for the the triplets in Dogma. Oh, okay. Remember them? The yeah, three kids yeah. that keep people up. They're based on the Hansons. Um, but yeah, it. I wanted to see it to see what the fuss was about. And now I've seen it, I think, I'm probably the wrong person or watching it at the wrong time to appreciate it. I think that if it was in the 70s, and if I was from the 70s, I'd I'd be able to go along with it a bit more. Like, Paul Newman's very good in it, as long as you can accept that he's a (laughs) shitbag. Because He is a bit of a shit bag. He's a charming shit bag, But you could do that in the 70s.
0: Okay, and Chris, what have you seen?
3: Um, for my,
2: <clears throat> my... This is a, one that's been banded around by everyone at some point. But um, my New Year's resolution, which Duke, who's on my podcast, Jack, on my podcast set, was to watch The Wire, which I've never done before. I've never seen any of the wire. I didn't know anything about the wire, just that everyone said it was good, and that I was an idiot for ignoring it. So, I watched it, and I've now seen all five series of it. And it, yeah, it is as good as everyone says.
4: It. Yeah, it's <laughs> amazing,
2: isn't it? <laughs> um, I, I yeah, the first, I, just, I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. Um, the best way I can put it for me, again, this has being banded around so much now. Maybe not this. Um, it's a little bit like Brookside (laughs) right because it's all about do you see right because it's about a community (laughs) ravaged by drugs there's a school (laughs) system there's a council there's at the centre of it the heart of it is Bubbles who is Jimmy Corkill I don't know whether that was the inspiration but after watching five series of The Wire, that's what I left with. I don't know if that means it's good or if that's a good review, but for me...
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Five Brookside's out of five for The Wire. Five
2: Brookside's out of five. No, it was brilliant. So, um, so, so you're
0: that's... directly comparing The Wire to Brookside?
2: Yep, I've done that. I've done that on the radios now. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. The... I honestly don't know what it was, though. The first series of it didn't get me, and I've tried to watch it like three or four times. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I left it for years and came back to it again and really forced myself. because you do think with a lot of TV shows, you have to push yourself through the first series, especially things that are critically acclaimed when people are telling you that that it's good and it gets better. It makes it almost harder to watch it. But once you get to halfway through series three um, and you see how Idris Elba is about to become... The actor that he is now, mm-hmm. um, it, it blew me away, and then it, it just gets better. And people say Series Five wasn't as good, but I loved it just as much. So I'm glad I watched it. That's why I recommend some... anyone who doubts it. And also watch Brookside as well because
0: <laughs> the same. was was somebody um, buried under the patio in the wire? What's
2: well, that's where the wire loses points because Trevor <laughs> that wasn't.
0: No. But yes, um, yeah, I I have seen the wire. It was a while ago, but it is just epic television.
1: It's we're, one of those, those shows that makes you believe. I think it's, it's David Simon, actually, in the way that he writes. But it's one of those shows that makes you believe this place that I have absolutely no frame of reference for. I've never been to Baltimore. I've no I idea. going if after seeing this. Yeah, but it makes <laughs> it feel so real. It makes you, you, you believe that is what Baltimore is really like. I think that's credit to the writing, really. David, the, tourist, I mean, the-,
0: the, tourist, the tourist board are kicking off.
4: <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, what um, what Jack re- recommended me to do when I was watching it was um, follow every after every episode, watch like a newbies review. I, I think it's a guy called Alan Step-in-wall. Um and he does a review for people that have done, have watched it before and are watching it again, and mm-hmm. people are watching it fresh. And after every episode, I read what he. Was writing about it, and it's a really interesting way of watching something. Um, it was like having a conversation with people that have already seen this program millions of times, and I'm not going to give you any spoilers. Uh, I would recommend anyone looks that up if they haven't seen the riot. I don't think there's many of them that have though. No. <laughs> I most people.
3: Alan Sepp always good to to read. Like his Mad Men stuff was excellent for picking bits out of it. So if you can find it, to sure that he's working definitely read it. It helps you appreciate what's actually happening and it's so much more.
2: Yeah, especially with something like The Wire where it's, it, can, it can get quite intimidating, especially early on. Um, if you read these like yeah, newbie reviews um, after you watch them, it feels fresh and it feels like you're keeping up with it rather than getting lost because uh, I tend to watch two or three episodes at a time and then leave it for a couple of days and then have to go back and if you leave it too long with something like this, um, you might as well start from the beginning again.
0: Time now for us to crack on to reviewing some of the new releases in cinema this week. And we're going to start off with a review of Trombo.
2: Yeah, I went to see this. I... I thought it was really good. Um, It was really funny, which I wasn't expecting. Um, It's quite a dark history that Hollywood's got. So (laughs) this is like something that doesn't get reported very... Well, it does get reported, but they don't like to mention it. It's one of those things that they like to keep to themselves. So having a film to come out and not just bring it up, but make it into a comedy, which is what it is. This is a funny film. Um... It was quite refreshing. I had Louis C.K. in it as well. He's one of my favourite comedians. Um, it, it was it was really good. Uh, Brian Cranston doing this part as well was a little bit of a mixture between Hal in Malcolm <laughs> in the Middle and Heisenberg all at the same time. <laughs> so all the things that he was famous for, well, that he's become most famous for in one film. Yeah, brilliant. Sold me. Yeah, I thought it was great.
1: I am quite interested to see it mainly because of Brian Cranston. I just yeah, wanna see the main draw to it. Yeah, I, I just wanna see how good he is in a, as a leading man in a film like this. Because he was he was great in Breaking Bad. He was it was one of the best single TV performances I've seen. Um but he he hasn't really had a project like this yet. Like no, uh I- and if yeah, it's if funny. it's in terms of looking
2: for leading man potential, um, he's definitely done it. I I think so anyway. Um, as mm. a comedic actor, I think he's definitely up there. This is more How <laughs> than Walt, but there are little little like sort of signs of it, when, mm-hmm. especially the further along it gets and the more sort of intense the sort of communism and. his politics come out and how he treats his family and stuff um there that's when the heisenberg side comes out but especially in the beginning and when he and john having john goodman as well bouncing off him was something i would i didn't expect to work but those two doing a scene together that's Mm. good
1: film comedy for me anyway and did you feel like you learned something about the history of america yeah i did um yeah
2: it's it's a subject that I've never really knew the Hollywood 10 and all that was never something that Mm. um, you don't, you just don't hear about it. And I don't think this film pretended or tried to make it any, any, anything sympathetic about it. This is what happened to these people for what their political beliefs are. I mean, Mm -hmm. at the beginning he has, he's having a barbecue and the FBI turn up and just, he just gets done over. Um, and the media comes into a big part of it as well, which um, I didn't think they would on as much. I think it's it, yeah, Meryl Streep, her character in it—it's awful, horrible
1: woman. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't hold because this is about them being lefty communists, isn't it? That's and they the decided thing, yeah, them. yeah. So like Fred Zinnemann is one of the most famous examples—the guy who directed High Noon—and then yeah, you know John Wayne <laughs> as a very strong Republican said, "You know that commie crap was. That's not a Western. I'm gonna remake High Noon and put my mate, yeah. um, Dean Martin, in it, and we're gonna make it like a comedy. And it's basically, yeah, it's it's an interesting period in American cinema. Um, they, and they, it, the period side of it does
2: come across. Like there's a yeah a guy that plays Kirk Douglas in that who does the best Kirk Douglas, <laughs> and the, it doesn't." It, it, it it's very good at keeping up with the the time that it's trying to mm-hmm. get across. I, I loved it. I I didn't think I would. I thought I would get
0: quite bored
2: by it, but I wasn't at all. And Brian Cranston does hold it
4: together.
0: Okay. Um Owen, you're gonna review a couple of films for us now, aren't you? Starting off with Zoolander 2. Uh
1: yes, I will be quite brief about them because there's not a huge amount to say. So, uh Zoolander two is sequel to Zoolander, which came out fifteen years ago two thousand one. I can't believe it was two thousand one, but apparently it was all that time ago. Um I I quite like the first Zoolander film. There's no I don't think Ben Stiller's uh hmm. Quite as bad as some of his worst films make him out to be. He's not consistently he's not, bad, if you're asking. He's not Adam Sandler. He's not Adam Sandler. I think some of the films he makes are um, quite populist. So doing a Zoolander 2 is obviously trying to hit a certain audience again and is a bit of a cash cow. And it has lots of callbacks to stuff that was in the first film, as you might imagine. But it was it was funnier than I expected it to be. I kind of went into it thinking it's, you know, okay, he tried Walter Mitty, Secret Life of Walter Mitty, which wasn't quite as successful as he was hoping for. It was a bit of a kind of quirky, slightly different comedy film for him. Now he's coming back to doing this, you know, like they've already done with Anchorman 2 or they've done with Dumb and Dumber 2 and all these terrible sequels to films famous 15, 20 years ago. Um but it's okay the story is uh, that actually just talking about the story that was one of the main failings of anchorman 2 right was that they just thought that the whole film was a constant excuse they had to keep generating reasons for why there was an anchorman 2 and in constantly trying to create this convoluted story they just forgot to put laughs in it um whereas zoolander 2 is just like okay Straight into it, um, he's got to come back as a model again, and he's a bit out of date with everyone, Um, been living as a hermit crab, as he calls himself, in the middle of nowhere after a tragedy, and now he's got to come back, he's being dragged back into the world of modelling. That's it, that's all you're given, and the rest of it is just a strange, like, him building a relationship with his estranged son, and you know it's just a lot of buddy stuff with Owen Wilson it's just more of the same it's more of the same and and for that i thought it was it was okay some of the the jokes were funnier than i expected them to be um i found myself laughing more often than i expected to laugh it was just an easy kind of entertaining but pretty short decent comedy Uh, there were a couple of cameos well there's a huge amount of cameos in it uh, there were so many I lost count but a couple of them were really good Um, Tommy Hilfiger's cameo was one to look out for but Benedict Cumberpatch steals the show in like a few lines um, playing all a kind of non-gendered specific weird model thing and they they make it into this this joke, but it kind of works, and it's because Badge is just so intense. It's just amazing to watch. Um, but yeah, so it was okay it, as a as an overall comedy. No, it's not it's not spectacular. But yeah, it's a cut above stuff like Adam Sandler produce and um, almost all of Will Ferrell's stuff, Step Brothers and the original Anchorman aside, which I still think are pretty funny. Um, but yeah, that was Zoolander too. The other film that I did see, which I was hugely disappointed with, uh, was I went, Well, I went to the secret screening, Cineworld for the Cineworld Unlimited members. They put on these secret screenings every so often. Uh, Walter Mitty was one of them um, when that came out a couple of years back. Uh, now You See Me was another one of their secret screenings. You just book a ticket. You don't know what the film's going to be. It's going to be something that's not out yet. This time it was Triple Nine, which um is kind of like a cop heist thriller thing. You've got uh, Casey Affleck is in it. Um, Chueto Ejiofor uh, is also in it, playing quite an extremely intense fellow himself. Um, you've got... Uh, Who else was in it? Who? Oh, Kate Winslet was in it. Aaron Paul was in it. Anthony Mackie was in it. You've got um, Woody Harrelson, of course, I mentioned earlier. So it's got quite a a decent-looking cast, but it's just so fucking dull. It's so boring. It's trying to be like a gritty cop thriller, Um, and it looked a bit empty and soulless from the trailer. But I was still i still thought it looked like it might be a film I would enjoy anyway. And so I gave it... You know, we didn't walk out. It would have been pointless to walk out. It was just a really uneventful, unatmospheric, tedious... Uh, was it 120 minutes of film? I think it might have been quite a short one, actually. It might not even been two hours. But it was just... Uh, I really just hated it. I came out of it thinking there were no characters in it. There were just like everyone in it is just a macho bloke all the men are just these different types of macho men and the women are there to either have like shots from behind where you can see their ass or shots down the tops where you can see the tits or just basically tall slim eye candy and that's it it is a horrible film to watch I really am extremely disappointed with it. I would not recommend it to anybody. And I was I was surprised that I hated it so much because John Hilcott or Hillcoat, the director, has made a couple of films that I've enjoyed. Lawless, I didn't expect to enjoy with uh, Tom Hardy and Shire of the Beef, um, which turned out to be quite good. The Road as well, uh, which is with Viggo Mortensen, is a pretty good film the proposition is okay but it's a lot of that's just mainly for the atmosphere and the the style and the, the of that sort of film but this one's just really bland and empty uh, yeah i don't know who who i would recommend it to i can't recommend it it's just there's nothing in it to make people want to see it as far as i can tell it's just garbage so yeah don't go and see that when that comes out this weekend
3: that might be one for the 15 year old dickheads, based on how you're describing it.
1: It. Yeah, uh, yeah, so you know, like how Scarface sometimes gets tarred with that, where it's just, oh, it's a, it's a cool teenage crime film. It's not actually really good. That's basically, that, that seems to be the demographic that Triple Nine is going for. It's, oh, isn't it really cool? Look at all the things they get up to. Isn't it really gritty and realistic? And it's just, no, it's not. It's not realistic. It's not gritty. It's just bland, and it's so cliched, so full of constant cliches. It's yeah, I, it's it's terrible. It's just terrible.
0: Okay, uh, final new release. Then uh, me and Brian have both seen the Dad's Army film, the uh, big screen adaptation of the um, classic British sitcom, starring uh, Toby Jones, Bill Nye, Catherine Zeta Jones and many others. Um, I suppose the first question to ask is, were you a fan of the
3: um, television series, Brian? Uh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes if you watch them again, it's like Top Gear its worst, where you <laughs> can tell what's going to happen, and then it happens, and then it continues to happen, and then it's still happening. I think this joke has gone on for too long. On the whole, yeah, yeah but I, I, when it's good, it's quite good. When it's bad, it's kind of terrible. Mm, I
0: went back and, before I saw this, watched a couple of the old episodes because I just remember them existing. I remember it being on the telly. I can't remember if I liked it. It doesn't seem to be repeated as much as other sitcoms. And There are older sitcoms that I do like, kind of, you know, Only Fools and Horses, Porridge, Faulty Towers... But so, but I didn't really know if I liked Dad's Army. I couldn't remember it, so I went and watched a couple, and and didn't really like them. But you know, you're it's one of those things you're familiar with. You know Dad's Army. You know the characters. You know Captain Mannering and and Wilson and Pike, and you you know what their characters are like, even if you're not that familiar with the show. And when you look at the cast, you think if you were if if on this podcast, we would we would casting a Dad's Army movie, you'd pretty much cast those people in it, wouldn't you? In their in their yeah, respective. And a lot of them
3: did did really, really well. Uh, Michael Gambon is excellent in it. He doesn't have a lot to do, but he does it very, very well. Um and, and Bill the kind Nigh- of the, No on you go. I'll do Nye in a minute.
0: Well just gonna say, you know, in the in the plot um for a, a big screen adaptation of a sitcom is kind of what you'd what you'd go for for dad's army. So obviously it's the home the home front um you know they what are they call is the home guard? Is that what they were called? Yeah the yes, home, guard. It is the home yeah. guard. Yeah um so like they're they're just basically practicing and and trying you know, but there's a they find out there's a spy in their town of Wilmington on sea who's broadcasting messages to Berlin, so they get caught up in a, in a much bigger plot than what the home guard from Wolverhampton on sea really has any right to be involved, involved in. So it's kind of... So the, the, the characters work, the, sorry, the casting works, the plot should work, but the film didn't work for me. It was just a bit... Why not? Why have, why have they bothered?
2: I, I haven't seen it yet, and I was really put off by going to see it because the cast looks really good, and everything about it sounds right, but do you not think it would make, like, a really good bit on comic relief or something? (laughs) I don't don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in, like, as a half-hour thing where they spread out across the night of having all these massive actors doing something in a much closer environment like a sitcom would be something that would get a better reception than trying to I don't know. I mean, big...
0: it's 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 obviously aimed at me. It's aimed at like well, who, my dad's It's aimed at it's aimed at the, the kind of people who go to cinema to watch Best Exotic Marigold
1: Hotel. Hmm. Um, well, that's funny. That's exactly who went to see it from my family. My mum and my dad are both fans of the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. My dad is a huge fan of Dad's Army. Um. And they went to see it at the weekend and both said it was a bit disappointing. Mm. Uh, My dad's main issue from what I gathered from our conversation was that it just didn't seem like dad's army. It seemed like people doing impressions of the characters from it. Um, But otherwise, tonally, um, even from the sort of setting and scenarios, he said it just wasn't wasn't anything like it. And, you know, I, 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 I... Is that necessarily a problem? Should it be trying to just copy it, do you think? Or should it be trying to be something different but with those characters?
3: Um, I, I mean, went yeah. in watching it with the idea that it, it's like a cover version of a song. And it should be doing something different because otherwise you just have the original. Mm-hmm. And like no one gets upset with Nine Inch Nails for covering Hurt because they do it in a different way. Yeah, I'm not letting that stand. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for the people to write it afterwards. Yeah. Um, but I, I saw, <laughs> saw two Episodes of Dad's Army in the theatre a few years ago, and they were men doing impressions of it. This is also people doing impressions, but they do things differently with it. Like There's a bit of backstory. Um, Toby Jones' mannering gets to be A bit more of a complicated figure because you mannering the TV show is always pompous and that was about it. But this Toby Jones knows it, or this Toby Jones' mannering knows it, and you kick quite a sad study about a man who recognises that outside of his uniform and that they're putting on appearances, he's not got anything going for him. And there's bits in there where he does really well. Um, they do the same thing with Jones. They give Jones a good character moment at the end. And you think, that explains everything he does in TV show. So, yeah, it's not classic Dad's Army. But that's because we're in 2015, pretending to be doing a 1960s version of 1944. You can't do Dad's Army then, because we're not in the 60s anymore. Yeah. So, so it's
1: not an issue, your, basically.
3: It it wasn't for me. Like the the bits where it's weakest is where they do the Dad's Army bits, and you can feel that shoehorned in. He saying, Jones doesn't say what he was. He does say, "Don't panic," and Fraser does say, "Oh, we're doomed." I think that doesn't fit. You're just saying it because it's on your Dad's Army checklist.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, they they don't do the opening credits except they sort of do it in one very quick shot. I think, right, you you get away with that one. That's fine. Hmm. And they do sing the song at the end. I think, uh, you get away with that one because it's a parade. But my issue with it wasn't in terms of tone. It's that I get the impression that they wrote the jokes and then they wrote the story to go with the jokes. Then they found out that some of the jokes didn't fit in with the story, but went, well, we've written them anyway. So... We'll just do it. Like the first 20 minutes feel like they've been edited badly and that there must be bits that are missing to get from point A to point B and we take a very odd route for it.
0: Mm, it, doesn't, it just doesn't seem
3: quite
0: quite all there. It just seems a bit disjointed and a bit kind of which is a shame because, because like I said it's, it could work
3: slightly I differently it could work I enjoyed it when I watched it and I laughed at it when I was in the cinema it was when I got out and thought about it and went well that didn't work that didn't work but, mm. but I had fun watching it um, what else have I forgot in my notes there was a, a big thing made up about the rule of women because there weren't women in, the, in Dad's army at all mm-hmm. not properly apart from Pike's mum who you never get to see and Was was it meant? Was everyone meant to know that Wilson was shagging Pike's mum?
0: I think it was pretty well
3: known. Right, because it's one of these things that I didn't get when I watched it as a kid, and then I watched it later and went, oh. I think it. it, I mean, I I probably wouldn't have picked
0: up on it. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have picked up on it as a kid, but when you kind of read about Dad's Army, which I did in the in the run up to this film. It kind of it was, you know, if you were an adult, you were watching it at the time, or you know, watching it now, the series, you would have cottoned on that Wilson was highly implied to be Pike's dad, or at least having it off
3: with of Pike's mum. Talking about that, there's some really good wordplay in it. I know that I think Callum said he didn't find anything funny. There's some there's some good 1970s style smut, like Mark Gatiss turns up and plays Basil. Mark Gatiss. Um, and he suggests, "Shall we?" He's a golfer. Says, "Shall we play around with the wives?" Go, uh, that's funny.
2: <laughs> um,
3: but yeah, it's there's a lot of gentle jokes. There, there's no guffawing. There's a few bits you go, "Ah, uh, I see, well, that's a joke." But it's it's a nice, gentle sort of story. What's the thing with the women though? They they kind of get shoved in. Is an like, oh, we've got to do a bit with the women, not like. As people, but just as women.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And what do women care about? They care about men. What do men care about? They care about attracting a fancy lady. So some of the gender politics are from the 1970s, like being moderately progressive. Um, it's got Lynn from Alan Partridge in it, though. She's very good. And Sarah Lancashire looks lovely. Am i on my own on that one.
1: I don't know who she is. I don't think.
3: She she used uh, to play Raquel and Corey. and now yeah, she you does. You're on that. Stuff. Oh. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Um. Bill Nye, have... was he any good?
1: Was he just playing?
3: He's Bill strange. Nighy. See, we talked about Idris Elba's voice. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Bill Nye gets his voice to do that thing, because he hardly speaks. Um. I didn't like Bill Nye as much because he didn't seem as pleasant as jean Le Mesurier, if that's how you pronounce it. His voice didn't have the warmth. It was very cold. And I don't know if that's because it's played off as Mannering and Wilson having a rivalry, mm-hmm. but he didn't seem as pleasant. His tone is very quiet and, and clipped, and that one didn't work. But Toby what, about,
1: Jones was what about Tom Courtney then? Because that was the one, of all of them, I asked my dad you know, what he thought of the, the performances and he said he just really didn't get on with Tom Courtney's character, Lance Corporal Stewart. Jones, at all. Yeah,
3: No. I mean, Jones is one we've got to really go full pelt because Jones is a clown mm-hmm. in Dad's army. And he, he doesn't work doing bits of clown. The, the bit where he works is the, the bit at the train station. Where for folk who watch it, you understand it. Um, do we give away spoiler for this one? Are we allowed? Um, it.
0: Hmm. I'd stay away from spoilers, really. To be honest, yeah. yeah.
3: Jones has a scene at the end where he does like some actual. He he strips away the the whole facade of Corporal Jones. And that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But the whole oh oh they don't like Upham. That's that's just that doesn't work. No, that's because a shame. It, it so
4: would you
1: recommend it to? Would you recommend it work. to fans of the sitcom only, or should fans of the sitcom stay clear? I mean, who who do you think the audience is for this film?
3: I think the audience is probably your dad. I <laughs> think you could watch it. <laughs> without knowing the sitcom and get something out of it. Like, maybe you wouldn't go see it at the cinema, but if you've got an hour and a half and there's nothing much on on Netflix in six months' time,
4: Mm
3: -hmm. give it a go. Um, I do think it's relatively accessible. There's not too many... Like, there's a few bits that are Easter eggs in it. Like, Ian Lavender appears in it. The Reverend plays The Reverend.
4: Okay, yeah, yeah.
3: I had fun.
0: Okay. Well, that is uh, all for this week's podcast, except for our recommendations for the week ahead. So let's very quickly recommend um, some stuff for people to watch um, next week or this week. Um, Chris, why don't you start us off with this?
2: Um, It's another old one, but I didn't realise that all of Louis Farouk's documentaries are on Netflix. Um, So I've been watching them. So go and watch that. I did, which I ones have didn't you notice. seen? Which ones have you seen um, so far? I've got through all of his weird weekends ones, uh-huh. and I'm working backwards through um, the LA stories ones, which is about the dogs, I think. Oh yeah, last one I watched. Is the Jimmy
1: one It's not. Uh-huh.
2: And neither is the one with the um, uh, oh, the Hammett ones. Oh right. So the two most controversial ones aren't on there,
1: which is oh,
4: strange.
1: Is there, have you got to the ones um, with the um, porn stars in LA? Yep, yep. They they were. I've I remember those being really good. Those are some of his best ones, from what I remember.
2: They were. Louis Fru yeah. has absolutely no problem
1: with <laughs> getting up in the situations where he doesn't look like he's comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard his with uh, interviews with uh, Richard Herring on the Leicester Square podcast? Um, I've heard
2: about them. I, mean, uh, I haven't had a lesson yet, though.
1: They're they're quite interesting. Some of those are quite insightful to see. We ones
3: go, ones making ones. those. The Adam Buxton ones are quite good as well. Louis on mm. twice. I think we mm. went to school together. They did. Yeah, they did.
2: There's a really good video of um, I think it's Groovers in the Heart. that They filmed when they were yeah. Like, oh yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Adam
0: Buxton and Joe Clash, and Louis through dancing
2: around the living room. I was looking for that as well. <laughs>
0: Um, I'm going to go with Film 4 at 9 o'clock in the evening on Thursday where they're
1: showing Zero Dark 30 Owen? On Film 4, Friday evening 5 to 11 is Electric Boogaloo The Wild Untold Story of Canon Films. One of my favourite documentaries of last year which is all about Menahem Golan and uh, Yoram Globus who bought Canon Film Studios in the 1980s and produced movies like Masters of the Universe, American Ninja, the Death Wish sequels, a whole bunch of Chuck Norris movies like Invasion USA and Missing in Action and the Delta Force. I mean, if you're getting nostalgic hearing any of those film names, then you really need to check out the, this documentary on film It's It's brilliant and it's so funny. And the best thing about it, It's not that's not true. It's not the best thing about it. But one of the most fun things about this film is that those two guys rushed out their own documentary because they don't feature in this Electric Boogaloo film. They rushed out their own documentary very quickly, painting themselves as like these heroes of cinema and put it out about six months before Electric Boogaloo actually came out. Which, if you know anything about Canon Films, is just so on point it's so so funny but um, yeah check it out it's it's really good it's a really entertaining uh, documentary
3: uh, okay finally Brian it's not on Netflix or I think anywhere else in the UK but Venture Brothers season 6 it started in the US and if you're in the mood for anything like grown up Johnny Quest slash Scooby Doo stuff with super scientists uh, I'd watch that it's okay. very good You'll find okay, it well, that... somehow. I know you <laughs> will.
4: <laughs>
0: okay, well, that is it all for this week's uh, podcast. Thanks to Brian and Chris for joining us. Chris, do you want to tell people who aren't inducted into the Wiki Shuffle podcast uh, where they can find it and what you do?
4: Yep,
2: if you go to wikishuffle.co.uk, it's a podcast F for Tuesday where me. Jack and Phil, press the random article button on Wikipedia and have a little chat about whatever it turns
0: up. Be that Massacres <laughs> or Cartoon hmm. Ducks. Um Award winning Wiki Shuffle, we can now say, can't we? Officially. Still
1: saying we can. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But
2: I don't like saying <laughs> I keep getting tired but it's
0: just, uh, yes we did win that award that time. <laughs> Does it still put a lot of pressure on you then when you say award winning, you think you are up your game a bit?
2: Sometimes, yeah. I mean, we had a guest on this week. Um, oh, actually, I can say that as well. Um, the next <laughs> couple of months, we're going to have um, special guests on. Um, and this month, we've got Alexandra Haddo, who works for The Pool in London. Um, and She's a very funny media lady. Um, so you've got to look forward to this Friday. Yeah. This
1: Friday. Yeah, I think it's Friday.
0: Excellent. Um, so, yes, thank you all for listening to Failed Critics. We'll be back next week with... Uh, Deadpool, and what else, Owen? And who else?
1: Doesn't matter. Deadpool's the main one that I'm looking forward to. Oh,
0: okay, gosh. So there you go. Officially from around, we've got Ryan Reynolds on to talk about Deadpool with us.
1: See, yeah, why not? Tune in for yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Let's see what happens, because we can always say he pulled out at the last minute. It could people happen. It could happen. People, yeah. people won't know. Like For all they know, we've actually got him lined up, but he's a busy man. He could pull out at the last minute. I mean, who's
1: um, to say what can happen within a week, you know? Yeah. It's yeah.
0: possible. I mean, if if we're recording next next Monday and Aaron Ramsey scores on a Sunday, he might be dead, (laughs) and then he can't come on the podcast. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah, So obviously, we'll be back same time next week with with Deadpool
1: as the main feature. The Failed Critics podcast is presented by Steve Norman and Owen Hughes, created by James Diamond, with original music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, remixed by James Yule of JamesYule.com. You can find us at failedcritics.com, on Twitter at failedcritics, and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash failedcritics. Thanks for listening.